So something that originally was voiced by many of the automotive journalists as well as car tubers was that Chevrolet has stated that they plan to ditch smartphone integration on all of their EV models starting in 2024. Uh, this means hmm. that there will be no Apple CarPlay, and evidently it also means that Android Auto will be removed as well. Uh, Chevy does plan to work with Google on the actual base interface for the infotainment systems on these models, uh, which I guess would at least be some comfort to Android users out there, at least from a general standpoint. Um, but outside of that, there isn't much more of a positive note on this, um, much of which is sourced from the ever unavoidable reasoning of money, noting that skipping smartphone integration improves cost efficiency and probably profitability. So, yeah. And I, I guess the question that I feel is the most prevalent is how will this affect shoppers? I mean, for many of us, smartphone integration may not be the pinnacle reason we buy a specific car, but I feel like it's a reasonable factor into the research process. Well, I've actually heard, um, I think it was Aaron who actually put out a tweet, I think it was last week, and um, he put out a statement in saying the only car that really you don't need, like for example, Apple CarPlay, I know we're not necessarily talking about that, but uh, was Tesla, and I think for Apple users, most people want there to be CarPlay in integrated into um, a car in general. Um, so I think to to have that without the integration nowadays, it's kind of like almost losing um, Bluetooth in a car. It's almost an essential now. So yeah, we've kind of become reliant upon that and just all the features that come yeah. along with you know whatever apps are on um, both operating systems. Yeah, and I I think he did mention that as well um, on another video where he said that uh, it was Tesla, and I think he also mentioned Rivian. Yeah, had that yep. um, you know integration of just their own software that works well enough that you don't really need a smartphone user interface on the infotainment systems. But um, yeah, that's just it. Kind of rubbed me the wrong way because um, we know that uh, Chevy plans to be fully EV by 2030. Yeah, and yep. they only plan to have smartphone integrations on their gas-powered models, which pretty much means the axe is inevitably coming for CarPlay and Auto. Uh, mm -hmm. on all their models, you know, post 2030. So yeah, it's just, it was really concerning. And then the other thing I was thinking of was, I suppose, you know, the question that's kind of on the back burner in my head is, you know, will other manufacturers across the globe consider following suit? And if so, you know, which ones? Yeah, just to kind of close with this topic, uh, kind of answer that question. Uh, I don't think so. I think maybe this is just one of those plays that a company does, maybe they don't think about it too much. Maybe they don't hear from their consumers a whole lot. Um, but I'll tell you right now, majority of people are going to side with companies that actually use phone integration. I mean, that's just, that's the basic fact, I think. Um, but yeah, that's, <laughs> it's kind of crazy when you think about it. It's, it's basically like just losing a headphone jack. I mean, there's a lot of comparisons you could really do, but... Yeah, um, yeah, there are. Yeah. And I mean, it's not like really Chevy had anything great going for them, you know, in the beginning. Yeah, um, yeah. In the modern era, at least, because they're not known for being, you know, 100% reliable versus, you know, the Japanese or even some European or German models. That's true. But um, yep. yeah, so it's like I really don't find them to be much appealing, 
even more so after finding this out. So yeah, for and sure. I don't mean to knock any of you Chevy fans out there. I, I know there's quite a few, <laughs> yeah, but no. that's just my personal, you know, experience and kind right. of uh, ownership with cars and just all that entails that. So, yep. Well, a small piece of news that's a little late to the party took place back in mid-January when um, OnePlus submitted a trademark application for their Fold model, now known as the V-Fold, which quite frankly sounds a bit more appealing than the Samsung Z series. Uh, That's that's just pure perspective on my part, though. And um, nevertheless, we should be seeing the OnePlus V-Fold being announced at some point during the remaining calendar year. Um... One thing I actually noticed, and I, and this isn't like a huge, crazy, you know, theory or anything, but just the fact that a the letter V looks like an actual like fold, while Z looks like the trifold that Samsung is going to be releasing next year. So I feel like it's kind of almost poetic irony, if that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that, when I when I when I saw that article as well, I looked at it and I was thinking it's kind of. It works because when you do have that, um, the the phone that's folding halfway, it does make the V shape. Exactly. Same thing if it, with a, with a flippable phone. I mean, you just you know rotate it horizontally and you you know fold it halfway and it makes yeah. another V. So uh, it wasn't really much of a surprise personally. Uh, yeah, like I, like you were saying, I like the fact that it has the uh, the V. It just I don't know why that letter. It sounds, sounds a more. more smoother i think a little more professional Smooth. there's something maybe i'm reading this too much, but maybe there's something a little more high quality about it which yeah is a little skeptical it feels with like plus but <laughs> yeah that's true it feels like more um what would you say like uh leather inside of a car as opposed to just you know yeah. uh Z seat sounds cushion. cheap almost <laughs> A little bit, yeah, it does. <laughs> it's like that cheap plastic. Not that, you know? not that has anything to do with Samsung, no, I mean, we, because they've come a long way with their foldables for sure. Yeah, absolutely. But uh, yeah, so that's kind of what we uh, what we have on the OnePlus series uh, in regards to the fold right now. So, yep, yep. I'm just glad to see that. It just keeps on expanding. We're seeing more folds enter the uh, market. So we um, are on the heels of OnePlus. Um, this next item isn't really for any of us here in the States, but OnePlus has released a special edition of its OnePlus 11 um, that's been inspired by the planet Jupiter. Yes. And I wanted to bring it up because it actually looks like a pretty impressive design. Yeah. And I surprisingly would like it if they released this model in the U.S. I know. Um, the model is called, yeah, the model is called Jupiter Rock Edition. So, and it's really cool because when you rotate it, it actually has like unique flex. And um, when I say flex, I don't mean like muscle flex. I mean like sparkling flex. Yeah. Um, and reminiscent. The light hits it. Yes. And, and I, evidently every model is unique as far as where it hits it and the light. And so yeah. I just, I think it's pretty cool. And I'm a little, I'm a little annoyed it didn't come come here in the U.S. So it's just, it's a bummer. Yeah, I know. Um, when, when I saw that online, I was like, oh, yes, because I, I actually wanted to buy the uh, OnePlus 11 to try it out just because, you know, the news that we've been hearing about how it's kind of sort of hearkening back to the 7 Pro and how OnePlus, their peak originally was. But then when I saw the Jupiter, I was like, oh, my goodness, I really want this. And then I saw that it wasn't being sold in the U.S. And I was like, oh, my goodness, come on. <laughs> Like, it just stinks. It looks so good. It's just one of those things with OnePlus. They have so many models that, you know, look pretty intriguing from, you know, the eyes over here in America. 
and yet they're only limited to like India or the UK or China. They shoot the um, arrow at the wrong target. <laughs> I, f- I feel like that's the case, yeah. Um, but yeah, it houses 16 gigs of RAM paired with 512 storage and uh, converted from Chinese currency, it runs about 710 US dollars. Yeah. Uh, yep. But as I alluded to, it's only available in the Chinese market. Um, and I wouldn't be surprised if you did see a couple tech tubers showcase this on, showcase this on their channel. So yeah, I think um, if I'm not mistaken, I think Mar- Marquez already. Um, did he? I, I hadn't. He I, might I had have tried to see if I pull it up, but I, I didn't catch oh, any of it. So. It might be just something else. Something yeah, but um, but yeah, that is something that I, I wish would be released here in the U.S. But uh, did you actually see? Um, speaking of Marquez, did you actually see his April Fool's video? Oh, I, I've saw, seen a couple of them. I don't think I saw this year's, though. What was it? He It was basically a mid-season smartphone award. Oh, okay. I did see the thumbnail for that. I didn't click on the video, though. <laughs> it was pretty hilarious. Yeah, yeah. I, it caught me off guard because basically he kept on going back and giving Samsung, you know, the award for pretty much every category. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we'll actually post that in the description below if you guys are interested. He did have some realistic picks just for a mid-season. It was just something he threw together. It wasn't like, you know, technically official. Um, because right. the fall upload is really where um, all his official awards go. And I, it's funny because actually manufacturers take his, you know, rating seriously. Uh, I think even OnePlus is one of them. So Yeah, they do, actually. Um, I won't go into too deep of this, but I think I was watching um, Marquez's video on the OnePlus 11. And, you know, he called OnePlus out back when they released the 10 yeah. and said, listen, exactly. this is not where you guys should be. And they took that to heart. Like they were serious about it. They actually made an award <laughs> for yes, it. Yes, they were like, "This is this is what we're this is where what we had," and they were like using it as leverage to say, "Okay, we are done with this, and we want to move on to something that can actually be yes, that you know, people noteworthy. actually want." Yeah, yeah, yep. <laughs> so um, now I realize this may not be extremely relevant to most of us, but it looks as though Nokia has plans to utilize SpaceX rockets in the process to bring 4G network to the moon. Um, this has been in the works hmm. since 2020 when NASA selected them as the company to build the lunar network to help with space-related communications, which also includes better connections with the actual electronics on the moon by enabling better hmm. video transfers from the rover systems, which include real-time streaming from the moon. Um, oh, that's cool. Yeah, it really, it's it's amazing, actually. Uh, Nokia boosts... Boosts... <laughs> they boost yeah well yeah they are going to um nokia boasts that its systems are built to withstand some rough and hardcore conditions being that they will be on an environment a little bit different than the typical network that are based here on earth that's for sure so yeah that's and i'm a big space guy by the way so to hear this this is pretty cool yeah i had heard these rumors uh a little while back i think but just to hear it now officially coming out that's that's pretty insane yeah, I think I'll say, yes, I saw that as well. Um, I think they're supposed to they're supposed to try to get it up there this fall or before the end of the year. Yes, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. So it's yeah, that'll be and that'll be kind of cool. Um, yeah, I agree with you. It's not really anything that any of us here, as far as consumers, can enjoy. But I mean, just to know that that's happening, and you know, for any to of, those who actually are up there and are from on NASA bases who actually get the video yeah. feeds and images. Some of them are not high quality, and that's just because of the the bit rate that you 
aren't able to get as high of if you don't have a solid connection. Um, right. And even yeah. this may actually go forward into 5G network uh, in the future, um, which would dramatically increase speeds. So that's, uh, yeah, it, it's getting real I'm here. I'm curious how that works because 5G has a limitation as far as distance, or at least as a shorter distance compared to outgoing 4G. Yeah, I wonder. I bet you probably could um, from the space station and then a couple of satellites that connect to each other. Yep. Yeah. So that that probably might be. You're right. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, there's always some way there. Yeah. You know, there's always there's workarounds a, to yeah. kind of evolve that. Yep. So. Yeah. That's really cool. I, I, I'm kind of. We don't really get into some oddities as far as topics on the show, but I thought that was pretty interesting. I know, right? Um, not really a huge thing to hit the internet, but Samsung is giving iPhone users a chance to enjoy their Galaxy Android UI or One UI. Yes. With a test app that allows them various limited operations as though they're using a Galaxy device without even having to switch, you know, from an iPhone to a Samsung. Yeah. Um, I actually tested this out. I, so I, did I. Uh, I sent it to myself. You did? Yep, I did. Yep. I thought it was pretty cool. I mean, just, I just kind of, you know, fumbling around, just seeing what it's like to be on a Samsung device. Not that I haven't used them before, but uh, it was pretty neat uh, just to see kind of the things that you, you um, maybe didn't know, even from people who do use Samsung phones. Um, yeah. I just thought it was cool and maybe even enticing iPhone users to be like, oh, well, this isn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. So who knows? It's a, it's a good move. And the way that you actually do it, for those of you are interested, um, you'll actually go to the site called, um, is it Samsung for iOS, I think it is? It's trygalaxy.com. Trygalaxy.com. There we go. Um, you'll copy the link, paste it into Safari, download it from there. Um, saving your files as that um, Galaxy for iOS, I think it is. And it'll put it as yeah. this application on your phone. You press yep. it, and then you can actually utilize uh, the UI that Samsung has. Uh, and it's, yeah, like JD said, it is a pretty cool. And it's a good move on Samsung's part, I think, for people, like, he's, like he said, people are skeptical who, you know, are... Real Apple enthusiast never really tried Samsung before. Yeah. I enjoyed it honestly. It was a little bit slower, just, but that's just because it was a uh, not a fully integrated app in and of itself. But yeah, it yeah. was just a shell based. Yep. Yeah, so which they actually give you a QR code you can scan on the trygalaxy.com too. Yes. So if, if that's yep. a concern, you can always do it that way as well. Yep. But uh, yeah, I thought that was definitely worth noting, just because you know we don't really. I don't think I've actually ever seen any company do that before, where they kind of just. Throw no, their shell, I don't think I have either. You know, user interface out there for people to try from other devices. So, yep. Um, yep. But with that, we'll actually go ahead and move on to deals here. So, the first one we got is actually the Apple Watch Ultra. Uh, it hits an all time low of 729 bucks on Amazon. While normally having the standard price of 799 you are getting a $69 discount, which uh, actually, ironically, JD ordered one before this deal came out. Yeah, I went through Apple anyway, so I didn't go through Amazon. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so there's a deal right there, guys. If you've been really wanting the Ultra, but it's been on that higher uh, price hike there, then you guys can go ahead and get that now for a lower price. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I, I love it so far. There's a couple of things I'll kind of notate actually towards the end of, end of the program, but um, okay, it's really great. Battery, battery life is amazing oh yeah i don't doubt that (laughs) i can put it through so many workouts and stuff like that it's just it's it's uncomparable as far as any apple watch i've ever you know Mm -hmm. used um which i know in comparison with other smart watches that 
you know, bows to last like a week or two weeks or a month or even some of them like last a year, depending on what kind of features you want. Yeah. But yep. uh, yeah, I love it. Um, there are actually a bit of a, it's a bit of a trade-in deal going on over at Google where specific models can grant you a free Pixel 7 uh, or even a 7 Pro, depending on the model uh, that you trade in with. Okay, wow. So, and that's with the addition of a Google Fi line. Um, Mm. I will post the uh, the link in the description below. Of course, you guys can head over there if you are curious and you know wonder if your model is available on there. Um, there's quite a few, so I won't list them all. Um, but yeah, it's definitely something intriguing, and I felt like that was worth pointing out. In addition, we also do have the uh, white Nintendo Switch. Uh, it's only twenty five dollars off, but it brings it down from three fifty to uh, three twenty seven, so just about there, six uh, percent off. Okay, um, cool. Not like a whole lot, but you'll, no, you'll get yeah. some out of there as well. We do have some other deals down there for uh, some SD cards and SSDs um, if they're still available when we upload this. So, yeah, that's those are pretty uh, great trains and some pretty great deals for a Switch. Um, JD Riley, are you a big fan of the month of June? Um, yeah, I mean, I like it. I mean, I wouldn't say it's my favorite month, but I mean, it's a decent month. Yeah, I mean, there's nicer weather, warmer evenings, campfires, s'mores, trips to the beach, or lake for many of us. True, true. Well, for some of the tech enthusiasts, June is a pretty desirable time in the year, as that's undeniably when we see Apple showcase their next-generation software upgrades across all of their devices. Yes. This being the year that we expect to see the reality headset announced along with the software that's been dubbed XROS. That's a couple one of the worst names. I've I ever. know. I wasn't gonna I wasn't gonna <laughs> say it again because we've we've harped on that way too much on this. We have, we have, we have. I'll just skip it. I'm gonna hold my tongue for <laughs> Me too. our listeners' sake. Me too. Um a couple of brief things to note is that while we originally expected iOS 17 to be a maintenance upgrade, we now have rumors that there may be some key consumer desired features that could come along for the ride. Um, hmm. Some have speculated possible simple updates to the icon designs or split view. Of which I don't think we mm. have had since iOS nine or seven. I can't remember. It might have been. Um, we might have had some small icon changes, very subtle on nine or somewhere around there. But yeah, the major ones were back on iOS seven. Okay, okay, that's what I figured. Yep. Um, on the flip side, Watch OS ten is strongly expected to be a major upgrade since the Apple Watch first debuted a little over eight years ago. And as we always know, whenever we hit ten with Apple, they always do something radical in regards to either the software. Or hardware changes, like when they release a new device, anyway. So yeah, that's true. yeah. This is going to be a pretty great year, I think, for uh, WWDC, in my opinion. So yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Um, like I said, I'm not. <laughs> I'm I'm kind of it really. It's the unknown of the headset. It's not yes, so much. It, the it's been that way for the last year. Yeah, so I totally agree with you. I'm not really a big headset person, but I am interested to see how Apple, you know, goes about doing it. How yeah, it looks. Same. Um, yes. There's been some rumors as far as the price that it was three thousand. Well, now we're hearing it could be maybe there's another variant that's going to be four thousand. It's really hard to say at this point. But <laughs> you, um, yeah. So, do you remember really when we uh, when we actually uh, thought of what this price is going to be for these headsets? I think we said around we like two episodes, thirteen hundred, yeah. and then I think you said eighteen hundred, and I think we I are think way 18. off. Yeah, that's what you said. I think we are. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I said, yeah, said eighteen hundred. I'm <laughs> hoping I'm wrong, but I'm kind of scared now because <laughs> I know three, four thousand. That's like, 
wow. Yeah. That's a lot. Yeah, that's a, that's a lot. <laughs> so. But I, I guess I guess you and I will only be able to test out the uh, dummy down version that I guess we're expected to we get We will have to, yes. In a few years. Yep. So, but uh, a couple episodes back, we discussed the likelihood that Apple would alter the iconic mute switch in favor of a capacitive button. Yes, we did. And, talk and about I voiced that. my concern that this decision seemed a bit uncharacteristic and kind of unpopular among the Apple faithful. Uh, much of the concern was based on how the trillion-dollar company would implement this. Uh, well, upon further rumors that have surfaced from notable sources as well as other publications. It now looks as though we will have a better idea uh, of what's being planned for the 15th gen iPhone. Um, the mute switch now seems to be replaced by some variant of the action button that we currently see on the Watch Ultra. Now, for those of you who aren't familiar with this function, you can map the button to various commands. And according to mm -hmm. Mac rumors, there are some possibilities as to what we could potentially have aside from the obvious mute command. Mm -hmm. um, some options include, you know, do not disturb, light slash dark mode, open control center, open camera, toggle the reachability command, Shazam, magnifier, among many others. Uh, I won't go into the whole list of them all. You, you can obviously see that on the uh, link below. Oh, yeah. And then maybe finally double-click it and head to the camera. <laughs> That'd be nice. Uh, well, you said you said click it. I, I think for it to be used, to, like you just click it once and then it does it. I'm saying like you could have a double feature where you click it once, it does one thing, and then you double click it, it does another thing. Yeah, that could be. It, yeah, uh, I'll kind of break that down. Um, you know, it, it all seems cool, obviously. And, and if you haven't yet used the Watch Ultra, you probably welcome this implementation. Mm -hmm. uh, however, I have and am, you know, as Riley said, I'm currently testing out the Watch Ultra, and on more than one occasion. I have accidentally started a workout or marked my workout segment multiple times because the action button is a little too easy to activate. Ooh. Um, so I still have my concerns and reservations about okay. this change, but I am hoping that Apple has considered this and has found some other ways to activate the action button. That's interesting. Uh, kind of like what you're saying, um, you know, where one click, double click, because honestly they do that with the, um, the power button where you double click the power button and it takes you right to Apple Pay. Yeah. Yep. Um, so yeah, I, I could see that being it. And then you also have it where you hold the action button and that's in my case, I have it mapped to actually mark the segment for my workout and you can do other stuff with it too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, but yeah, I just, I'm not really a fan of that because you could easily accidentally, you know, set your phone off mute, you know, if you're in a meeting or something or at church or heaven forbid a funeral. Um, so that's kind of where yeah. I feel about it. You know, we don't really know for sure. These are purely just rumors although it does look like this itself will actually happen we'll just have to see how it's designed yeah i totally agree yeah i but um i think it's it's it, like you said it's a matter of how they approach everything apple does whenever they do something drastic um maybe sometimes irrational it really depends on how they approach it um and that's either gonna make or break the consumer base um you know, there, yeah. there's a lot of examples I could mention that w when they did something like, I don't know, remove the home button or uh, remove the headphone jack or, uh, you know, a whole bunch of slew of things uh, that 
obviously people are okay with that now, but at the time it was like, wow, you really did that. I mean, there's some drawbacks that they've, you know, done as far as design. I mean, if you think about the, um, the touch bar on the MacBook, you think about the, um, yeah. you know, butterfly keyboard, there's just so many simple things that they've adjusted that has actually been detrimental to their products. Mm-hmm. And they've had yeah, to, that's true. um, I guess under the table admit that they were wrong by going, you know, back to their original design. So yeah, yeah no, I agree with you. Um, so I, it makes me more and more interested in the 15, but only in sense to see. It's the same thing, how kind of how the headset is. You know, I'm kind of interested to see how this looks. Um, exactly. I'm more so waiting for the Ultra next year. So, um, <laughs> yeah. But it's all worth noting that Apple will be utilizing a new ultra-low energy chip that allows both the basic capacitive buttons as well as the action button to be used when the phone's battery has been emptied or the phone has been powered off. Hmm. So it's kind of interesting to see that because um well i had kind of been concerned about that too because when you switch it over capacitive there's no physicality to it so like what do you do when it is powered off so but it sounds like they've kind of thought about this right that's that's kind of concerns i was having so yeah yes yeah and and we've also heard rumors that apple plans to make the capacitive buttons operable when a phone case is mounted on the chassis or even when gloves are used yes so i saw I that they're too really thinking this yeah they're really going through um, and just kind of they are. figuring out all of, well, I guess, like we said, drawbacks that could possibly be introduced from the consumer. Yeah, and, and those were the type of concerns I was having the whole time. How is this going to work yeah. when you have gloves on? How is this going to work when the power's off? But um, I'm glad that they're actually making sure and they're leaving no stones unturned with this. They want to make sure that this type of thing like you're because once you get past this that means i i feel like apple has a little bit more of a comfortable setting with regards to for example the under uh under display face id um you know when you start making those progressions i mean you start thinking about the causal effects that those have on on users that means that they're really taking a, a careful look um, with what they're implementing, so yeah, I'm I'm all for that. That that was my main thing, and I'm glad that they're they've actually sorted that or will be sorting that out. So yeah, same here. I was a little surprised to actually I was actually surprised to see them do this. Uh, yeah, um, me too. Because yep. often they just jump right into stuff. With, they don't think about it. I don't know. It's it's they're not as bad as Samsung, and that's no con on Samsung. Samsung's just more innovative and gimmicky. That's just the way they've always been, and I think okay. it's actually yeah. in many cases worked to their advantage. Mm-hmm. But with Apple, you know, if they don't consider everything, then yeah, it's it's one of those, you know, dumb designs that ends up just costing them millions of dollars. So, um, which doesn't really hurt a trillion dollar company, but hey. No, yeah. <laughs> um, it is just another reminder, though, that the base models will still sport the conventional buttons that we currently see on all the 14s. Only the 15 Pros will receive the capacitive and action button. Okay. So, yep. So, but with that, we will go ahead and close out this week's episode. We certainly appreciate you guys checking in with us again mm-hmm. on all the topics we covered. Um, if you have any questions or any comments, please post them down below in YouTube. And we will be back next week for more tech news and rumors. This is JD and Riley signing off. Peace out. <laughs>